Hello and welcome to You Just Got Homeschooled. I'm RJ and I'm sorry for being gone for so long. Um, it's technically te- Christmas break is upon us and that's awesome. Um, but somehow as a teacher or maybe just as a person, um, <laughs> breaks don't mean less to do. They oftentimes mean more to do. And that's kind of what I want to talk about, just how busy we all get and um, kind of how I'm dealing with that because I, I don't know everything and this is one of those areas I literally have been meaning to record um, a podcast and release it for the last basically two weeks and have just failed um, to be able to carve out even you know the 15-20 minutes because the combination of kids and then you know uh, Christmas activities and family and not wanting to steal time away from my kids or from my family or from other things. And there's just this weird dynamic, which I'm sure you know, because you've, you've lived it, um, of where like you have time, like when you look back on the day, you say, well, I had this time or I wasted this time here. I wasted playing this game or, um, maybe, you know, on social media or researching this thing, or in my case, watching YouTube videos, which I find entertaining and educational. Um, but, but it's not the kind of time that you can walk out, right? So like this week I went to the Toyota dealership because we have a Toyota and there's a recall on it. And, you know, the little card I got in the mail, a little postcard saying it was take, it would take about two hours. So I brought a book, actually two books. And it ended up taking five hours. And so I did get something accomplished. I, I not just finished a book that I was reading. I actually read an entire other book, which was great, um, and had some time to do some other stuff. But it took five hours when it was supposed to take two. And I, and I was sitting there even before I went. I was like, I wonder if I could find a way to record while I have this block of time that's kind of set aside. But because I was at a Toyota dealership, obviously I couldn't record in that chaos. And then going outside wouldn't help. And the next closest thing that wasn't, you know, a car dealership was a gas station. And then after that, like a Starbucks, which that's not a good place to record either. So I like wanted to do this, but wasn't able to, right? And I felt like that's been the last couple of weeks for me. I'm just trying to get certain things done and just not finding the right kind of time. And it's so hard to do because I have five kids and we homeschool and it's Christmas break. And I mean, like, I think I've mentioned this before, my regular job, my, you know, my, my teaching job that I work right now, I do from a standing desk in a common area of our house. So it's not even like I have dedicated time for that oftentimes where I'm like sitting there focusing on it. It's literally kids screaming at my ankles and asking me for things and wanting another peanut butter and jelly or, you know, whatever it is, you know, yelling at each other. He hit me. She bit me, you know, those type of things. So, um, I I want to talk a little bit about just our time and the way that we manage it and then also kind of just let it be. Like I think oftentimes we as adults or we as human beings want everything to be ordered and want everything to run smoothly. And granted, I haven't been around on this planet for that long, um, but I do have the benefit of being the oldest of six kids and I think what I'm, I have learned and I am learning, kind of a now and not yet sort of thing, um, is that things never run 
as smoothly as we want them to. We never quite feel like we have the right kind of time in the right time slots or the right opportunities to do what we want to do. And that's really difficult. And, and there is something to be said for trying to carve out time for particular things um, or to make time for things. But it also is true that like sometimes life just gets crazy, right? And it's funny because I feel like I was watching something recently and it was one of those things where they're, you know, kind of someone who's older or had interviewed older people was talking about uh, – their life and talking about like the interviewing of older people and what they've always wanted. And no one's ever been like, Oh, I wish I worked more. Right. That's not, you know, we want to spend time with family. And so I think that we also spend time or we want to spend time on the priorities and it's, and it's hard um, when, especially when you're dealing with people who don't have, don't share this priority. So like, because I'm the oldest of six kids, right. I have siblings that live in the same area as me and my parents do. And, and my grandmother doesn't live that far away and they'll come visit sometimes. And our house seems to be constantly in a state of mess. Now, I don't know about your house. Maybe your house is immaculately clean, but mine is not. Um, even when we spend a good portion of time cleaning it and try to maintain it, it takes like 45 minutes for it to look like, you know, we, we don't care. And we've actually been in the process of getting rid of stuff and it's still chaos. And, and it's hard because my, my younger brother, one of my younger brothers who's recently married comes over and he's kind of like, you know, he doesn't say it because he's, he's uh, respectful enough. But it's kind of this like, why is it so messy? It's like, well, because I have five kids and you have zero, right? It's you and your wife and that's it, right? My parents, you know, they'll come over sometimes. And my mom's a little bit more understanding because she had six kids at home. Um, but even then, it's still this kind of like, well, you know, it's hard to keep up, but you really should. And it's like, I get it. I do, because I want to. But sometimes I have to make the decision of do I pick up or do I sweep again or do I wait till after lunch to sweep because I know there's going to be more stuff on the floor then. And then, you know, kids grab a snack. I think there's crushed tortilla chips on my floor in one area of the house right now. And we got bananas, so that means there's little banana strings periodically throughout the house. And it's just like, what do we do with that? And I think it's hard for us to balance, especially when we're homeschooling, right? Because it, it, it feels like we ought to be giving the same kind of attention and focus to schooling as we do, as a teacher would in a classroom. And then we also feel like we should be doing the same kind of thing for our family. We're spending the right kind of time with our family, right? Not just watching TV, um, the quality as well as quantity, because, you know, there's always this debate of quality versus quantity when it comes to, to the children or just adult life, you know, and friendships. And, and obviously quality is more important than quantity, but at the same time, you have to have a quantity for quality to matter and trying to figure that out and, and playing with that and understanding that maybe being present and, answer, you know, getting down on the kid's level and answering them. Like this morning, my, my daughter was crying and I don't really know why, my youngest one. Um, she's one, so she might've just been crying because she was upset about something. And she's crying and crying and crying. And I was standing there and she's at my knees crying, looking up at me. And, and I asked her, like, just tell me what you need, right? Or tell me what you want. And she just kept crying at me. And then I got down to her level and she basically just wrapped her arms around my neck and I picked her up and she was okay after a couple minutes. And I don't know what she was really looking for, maybe just like reassurance, but uh, realizing now, reflecting on that from this morning, going, that was probably the right thing to do. 
right? To get down on my knees, to get down to her level and to interact with her rather than standing over her, looking down at her and her with her head all the way back, looking up at me, crying at me, because I think that communicates to her that I'm there and I'm present and I care. And it's hard. It's hard when you have work to do. It's hard when I've been trying for two weeks to get out here to record um, a, a relatively short podcast. And it's hard when there's, you know, the reason why I have this time now is because my wife took our kids to like a, a little get together with other kids from our co-op group. And so I finally have the free time, in a sense, to go to a quiet place and record as where during the rest of the days, I'm either doing something that you know is, is important or doing something to kind of fill time waiting for something to become important or my kids need something. And so, and because of my job and my wife's job, our, our entire reality kind of exists in a state of flux. And so I want, I want you to hear that you're not the only ones, right? You're not the only one who has a messy house or who feels like they're not educating their kids appropriately or um, just feels too busy to get certain things done. And yet, you know, we also need to remember that we, you know, we do need to value certain kinds of time more than others. And we do need to take the time to take care of ourselves. And so um, in my case, that looked like that, those five hours I had sitting in the Toyota dealership, I read an entire book. I finished a book that I've been working on for over a month, and I read an entire book in the meantime, and that, that was edifying to me. It was, it was encouraging to me. Um, I take time, I try to take time every morning to spend some time in prayer and reading and things like that because it's part of my faith and it, it, it encourages me and lifts me up. Maybe for you it's a walk or um, a hike or some time doing some sort of art, painting, um, decompressing, meditating, whatever it is. Um, it's important to do that time because you can't do the other things. I think one of the things I've been learning personally um, a lot, and, and it's been kind of just working its way down, is that in order to provide the kind of intentionality that you want, that we want in our lives, we have to figure out how we work and take the time and spend the energy to make sure that we're okay so that we can be who and what we want to be to the people around us. Um, a while ago, I was listening to a podcast and it was a couple of guys talking. And one of the guys, it was like an interview basically. One of the guys had, he was in his late 30s, I believe. He had spent um, the first five to six years of his 30s interviewing people in their 70s and 80s, um, older men in their 70s and 80s, and asking them what do they wish they had known in their 30s. And so he'd interview, I mean, he did like over 100 interviews and, and just kind of talked about it with all these different men and, and, and try to figure out what is, it, what are the, what is the, the decade of your 30s about. Now, granted, some of you are probably older than 30. Some of you are probably younger than 30. Um, I'm in my mid-30s. And so it was just very helpful to me to contextualize in this way, but it does, it's still valuable for everyone. And basically, um, he quotes a, a, a proverb. It's actually from Proverbs in the Bible, but, and I forget what the, the reference is, but basically it says, you know, um, without an ox, you know, the stable is clean, but by the strength of an ox, 
the stable will be full, right? And the way that they contextualize this to make it kind of important or what stuck with me is he goes, everything looks good, right? Everything's in order if there's no ox, right? It's picturesque when there's no animal there. But it's also not full, right? In order to have, because in, in the ancient Near East, an ox was something you used to plow, right? And to, to grow your food. And so basically what they're saying is, if you don't have an ox, everything may look good, but it won't be good because there's no food there, right? You don't have security. You don't have the food you need. But by the strength of an ox, right, you're able to grow the food you need, but that also means the stable is messy. And that also means you're going to have to spend some time cleaning up. And um, basically, he, and what he, by talking to these older men, one of the major takeaways he had is that if you want security, if you want joy, happiness, if you want um, a future that is positive and not negative, you have to spend some time picking up the droppings of the ox. And so, and the way that they kind of contextualize this in a, in a practical sense is basically in his, in their mindset, right? These interviews, the takeaway is that your thirties are spent doing the work to set the stage for everything after that. And I took that as a great, like that was a great realization for me. It was very helpful for me to understand it in that mindset. That yes, my life is busy and it's chaotic, but I need to take the time now while my kids are young to invest in them, to invest in myself, to invest in my marriage, to invest in education, to invest in whatever businesses I want to participate in or or, or careers I want to participate in. And that means I need need to be willing to do the hard work. Now, it's funny because... Maybe just me. Um, when I first got married and we first got pregnant and the economy sucked, um, we moved up to where my in-laws live. And my mother-in-law runs a ranch. And at that ranch, she has, or she had at that point, um, somewhere around 30, 20, 20 to 30 ponies and um, probably six six or so, eight or so horses that were boarders, right? So there's, so every day, um, while there's no other jobs to be had, I went out and I fed all of the horses and I picked up, of, picked up after all of the horses. So literally, I spent about a year and a half, two years shoveling poo every day, seven days a week, um, feeding them and then shoveling what comes out the other end. And so for me, that con- the, the context or the way that they were able to place that, the way they were able to, he was able to explain what he was trying to get at and what these, these older gentlemen were trying to get at was very helpful to me. That, that it's, now's the time to do the work, right? You're old enough to have some life experience under your belt. You're young enough to not be dealing with, to a, a large degree in many cases, um, the health problems that come with older age or the, the relational problems, um, sometimes at least, that come with having older children, like uh, teenagers and older. And that really, if you invest well now, it's kind of like they say with money, right? If you start investing you know, $100 a week when you're 20 
And you do that continually. By the time you reach 65, you'll have, you know, $12 million in the bank type thing. Um, it's the same kind of thing, but more in a relational sense. And I, I found great solace in that, and I hope you do too. I, I think really what this is is just a report. Why I've been gone and what I've been dealing with, which is just like life is crazy. Life is not easy. Um, homeschooling is not I mean, it can be very clear and look like a classroom, but you have to understand, there may be a professional teacher. I was a professional teacher, right? There may be a professional teacher who spends their entire working day teaching kids. But what you have to understand is that if your kid's one of 30, they get one 30th, if they're lucky, of the time that teacher spends teaching. Really? So what is one 30th, you know, of five hours of class time? Not that much. Right? Really not that much. And then when they're, because I, I know, right? Even if they are giving your kid that particular amount of attention, let's say it's, you know, seven minutes a day, <laughs> 10 minutes a day, um, they're worried about what Tommy's doing on the other side of the classroom. Or why so and so won't sit down, or the kids chatting in the corner, or playing on their phones. And so I think we need to kind of, one, be gracious to ourselves and recognize that we're only one person and there's a lot to do. And then secondarily, that we do have agency. We can change things. And so we can make the decisions to take care of ourselves better. We can make the decisions to get down on our kid's level. We can make the decision to say, I may not have an hour to sit down and teach you every day, but I can cut out 10 minutes at the beginning of the day or the middle of the day um, to be intentional. Or maybe I'm just going to be intentional throughout the, the course of the day to pop in, set a timer on my phone or a reminder saying, go check in on, right? Pop in and say for a couple minutes, how are you doing? Do you need any help with work, right? With schoolwork? Is there anything you're not understanding? Or even, I mean, like a lot of the stuff we've been doing as a family has just been fun stuff. We went on a couple of field trips, which were awesome. You know, and that's educational, obviously, but also just fun as a family to do it. And so recognize that one, education is all around. My daughter's baked, my oldest daughter's baked a couple of times in the last week. You know, that's math. It's a little bit of chemistry. She enjoys it, right? I get some cookies out of it sometimes. If I'm even more lucky, I get the batter from the cookies instead of the cookies themselves. And so, but be encouraged that, I mean, life is busy and it's important for us to spend time with our kids. It's important important for us to take time for ourselves, to spend time with our spouse and that it's okay to be busy. And sometimes things just fall between the cracks. Sometimes the laundry waits till the weekend. Sometimes the floor only gets swept once every couple of days instead of every day or a couple of times a day. And that's Okay. We just have to kind of balance and try to do that balancing act. And, and keep in mind that it's all a learning process. Just because your formal education has stopped doesn't mean your education has stopped. <laughs> uh, I think every time, every day that you have kids, they get older, you're learning more new things. How to manage yourself, how to manage them, how to manage a household. right? And, and it's not an easy task. It's not easy for me. Um, I struggle every day with trying to make those decisions when I'm really fed up and like, no, I need to get down on their level and say, hey, what's going on? Why, is, why are you acting this way? Why are you hitting your brother? 
and then figure out whether it's uh, do I need to deal with this differently or whether I need to you know take away that toy for a time period so they're not fighting over it, whatever it is. Okay, so that's all I got for today. Uh, please like and subscribe, share with a friend. Uh, follow us on Instagram. There hasn't been anything posted for a while, I believe, but I'm going to try to change that hopefully soon. Again, life is crazy, and I'm not good at Instagram. Um, that's homeschooled podcast, uh, or check out our website at you just got homeschooled.com. And I will talk to you later. Have a great day.